Welcome everyone to another King Reflections episode where we draw attention to our thoughts, attitudes, mentalities, beliefs and behaviours and challenge them to see if they serve us or are enslaving us. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on whatever platform you're using, whether it be Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and also follow our Xander King brand on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, spelt X-N-D-R-K-I-N-G for King. And if you have any questions or want to hear a certain topic on a future episode, contact us on any of our social media platforms or email us to info at xanderking.com. And yes, I still haven't got that automatically down pat so I can just say it or haven't got a pre-recorded version so I can do the fancy sort of intro, but I'll get there. It's funny because this episode we're talking about doing versus watching. And I hope from the end of this episode that I encourage you to be a doer rather than a watcher or even just a talker, so to speak. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm a person that if I see a need, I try my best to meet that need and I try my best not to complain about it if I can't meet that need. For example, growing up uh, in the music class, the teacher would be like, all right, who wants to perform for the upcoming award ceremony or, you know, a concert that we've got going? You know, none of the class would actually put up their hand, volunteer and be like, yep, happy to do it. I'm going in a room full of musicians, in a room full of people that want to become performers when they're older. You'd think that'd be wanting to be like, yep, I want to learn to be on stage and get more experience in front of audiences and get used to the idea of being vulnerable and taking the risk of looking like a fool (laughs) on stage. And a lot of the time, nobody would put up their hand. Nobody would say, yep, I've got a song. I want to perform this. I want to do this. And it would frustrate me like I said before, because I'm there in a room full of people that want to be performers, but yet they're, or, you know, they want to learn an instrument or play an instrument to look cool, but yet they're not willing to put themselves out there. So I'd always be the one to be like, yep, I'm happy to, to do it. Like I want to be a performer one day. I want to be in front of people, uh, and sing or, or, you know, and eventually play the piano, which I, you know, do at church now. Uh, but back then I couldn't play the piano. I'd just be the singer and I'll be so frustrated with myself because I'm there going, I wish I knew how to play an instrument and sing at the same time. Therefore, I wouldn't have to rely on anyone to play the music while I was singing on stage. And I remember one concert um, that we, the band tried to, well, they said, well, let's do this song. And I said, yeah, sure, we can, we can do that song. But eventually, most of the band players had to be replaced by teachers because the band players weren't taking it as seriously enough practicing to get the song down pat so that it would be at least performable level <laughs> on stage uh, on the performance night. And it was because of their probably insecurities or even their pride of thinking, no, I know how to do the song. I'll just play it on the day. And you're just going, no, you got to practice it in and out. Like I was practicing. I couldn't, well, I can't really say I was practicing so much, but I do remember my best trying to memorize those lyrics because you can't stand on a stage with a piece of paper in your hand, singing the lyrics and reading off the piece of paper. Like that's, very unprofessional and a lot of the audience gets turned off by it because they're like wow this guy couldn't even <laughs> try to memorize all the words to the song it's one song it goes for three three minutes and 30 seconds it's not that hard <laughs> um so i would always be the one that we like yep happy to do it and i'll be straight into that practicing sort of thing try and get it down pat so that on the night it was up to speed that mentality has sort of transitioned into um my adult life or it's been following me my whole life so to speak even in basketball 
because um, I was like a, a tall, medium person. I wasn't exceptionally tall to be the center uh, position, um, but I was too tall in a sense to be a point guard position. So I was always a forward. But if one of the point guards or the center was actually, you know, not like subbed off and they weren't on the court, I had to fill that spot. So I was quite flexible. You know, I'm like, yeah, put up my hand, I'll do it. Because everyone else felt uncomfortable playing a position that they weren't used to or their body wasn't built for. So I'd always be putting up my hand to fill the position because it needed to be filled. And everyone else just wanted to be like, oh, I don't really want to do it. And it's just like, come on, we're a team here. Like we've all got to be able to fill each other's spots um, to some degree. Like what if... Most of the players, all the tall players, for example, hurt themselves and there's only the short players on. You can't, you know, and you've all got like point guard uh, mentality minded players on a court and no adaptation to being a center or a forward. So then the game sort of, or their defense sort of collapses. And I even see it in the church, even to this day, like growing up, I'd be like, there's, I can see needs being met, especially uh, for the band or you know, sound the sound desk or something and you're there going like, why aren't people stepping up? Why are people so afraid to make themselves vulnerable? Um, and, and in essence, it comes down to knowing yourself, completely knowing yourself and being confident in yourself. Really, in, a, in an essence, knowing yourself so much that your worth is not placed in someone else's opinion. That's what it really comes down to. And because I've made my worth stand in Jesus, in God, because that's where my my belief and my faith comes from. My identity, my essence of being is stand, stood firmly or stands firmly in Jesus. So when people have an opinion of me, uh, they go, I compare it and go, hang on, let's hear your opinion. You know, I happily hear it out of respect um, and accept that that's your opinion of me. And then, you know, and being a people pleaser, I naturally might get offended or, or might make me upset and I might start going into a shame spiral of myself and start, you know, shaming myself for being such a stupid person or being useless or being worthless or, you know, being a nuisance to people, so to speak. So I'd normally used to a lot more go into that shame spiral. But now... I now compare what they're saying to see if it's really uh, honest, truthful, um, or if it's even genuine. If they're, is it genuinely directed towards me, or is it just a projection of what they see in themselves that they see through me, and that they they're just projecting because they want to shame me because they don't they want to make themselves feel better that they're not doing that when really deep down they actually do do that, but they don't want to admit that. It's a long little tangent to follow unfortunately <laughs> um but as i was saying i would then go to jesus and go well what do you in a sense see me as and you know if you go through the scriptures he loves each and every one of us as we are he created us as we are obviously he wants us to improve our behavior improve our mentality to seek him seek ye the first the kingdom of god and his righteousness uh, so that we can learn and adapt it and grow in that kingdom, in that righteousness. And so I would then go, all right, this person's opinion, is it really valid to Jesus's? And I'll be like, okay, Jesus created me. 
This person didn't. Jesus is God. This person is not God. So their, in a sense, opinion doesn't have as much weightiness as much as Jesus's does. So I then go, you know, my worth, my identity, my whole being is not dictated by their opinion of me. My confidence is Jesus has planted me here for a reason and that I'm allowed to make mistakes. I'm allowed to make mistakes to grow and be a much better version of myself later and for the community as well. This person's feedback is just 0.0001% of like everyone's feedback, uh, but also of what Jesus is trying to tell me and trying to educate me. And that has helped me become a doer and actually take action of when I see a need occurring within the church, within life, uh, even right now, um, growing and becoming a, a life coach within the community. I'm looking at other life coaches and going, okay, I see their, their, their strengths and I see their weaknesses. I can see their, um, their niche um, and I can see that it's not what I am looking for if I ever had a, if I really wanted a life coach, I actually wanted to get a life coach that's in the Illawarra to be my mentor. But then just watching their content and watching their mentality, I'm there going, no, that's actually not the mentor that I need or want. I now have to step up and be that life coach mentor for myself, so to speak. I need to be, it's like that saying where it's like people are like, oh, I'm trying to find the one the one person that fits for me. And it's just like, well, no, you try be that one that fits for yourself because that's what we're really seeking for is we're seeking something in someone else that we are not ourselves reached up to that capability. Like, for example, confidence is, is a very basic example. We normally seek out people as potential prospects or a potential partner um, that is confident because we're not confident in ourselves. And when we have a confident, in a sense, partner, then we will feel a bit more confident because we have someone that's assured in themselves um, and then that will make us feel... And their their approval or their, their attention to us will make us feel a bit more confident in ourselves because we've got someone that's got so much confidence and we've got their attention and they want us to be in their lives. It's the same sort of thing that I, w- that I was trying to do for a mentor. It's just like I'm trying to seek out this mentor because I obviously need guidance um, in this industry, um, but then realizing they're actually not what I was looking for or actually what I need. So I now have to do, in a sense, more research and do much more digging within myself uh, to really make myself that version that I'm striving for, that I, that I want to um, get help from. And I think that's other, what other people are trying to, as well, if I, if I see that need and go, hang on, I think... I need to be that life coach now, especially if I'm thinking this, then there might be some people if within the community that might have this mentality as well. And then if I do all the work and try my best to uh, grow, then hopefully they will see me and go, yep, yeah, that's exactly the mentality and the, the direction that I want to head in. That's, that's what I'm striving for. So I've taken it upon myself. I'm doing, I'm actioning um, and just... If I make mistakes, that's fine. Completely allowed to make mistakes. I, 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 if, if anyone wants to 
shaming especially this whole cancer culture it's just like oh you did one mistake you should be cancelled it's like no <laughs> um, then you should be cancelled for taking your breath simple you took the breath wrong you should be cancelled no everyone should have the ability to learn from their mistakes well even even first they've given permission to make mistakes and they can choose to grow from it if they don't choose to grow then and there that's their choice and we have no narcissistic narcissistic ability or right or uh dictatorship to then cancel them it's completely no <laughs> completely no it's the same as well this the concept of when like i was talking about bullying before in one of my um earlier posts when you see someone being bullied and you don't do anything about it you're unconsciously being an advocator for bullying you're seeing an, a behavior occur and you're not saying or stepping up to interfere with that to be like, hang on, that's not right. That That's morally incorrect and let's not do that because you're just creating more suffering within our community. And now you're um, silencing others from speaking up and allowing them, giving them permission to speak up. You're silencing them from the, like when they're in the sidelines, when they're observing your behavior. That's unfair. That's completely unfair. So the best way to stop, in a sense, bullying is that we are the ones have to take it upon ourselves, have to take on that responsibility as a, a commun communal thing to interfere and be like, no, even if that then is turned towards us, we have to take that risk sometimes. Obviously, if it's too severe, someone has, has a knife, you go and get help. <laughs> but you just don't stand there and watch or turn, turn around and walk away. No, you try and find a way to get more help so that we can prevent further damage, further um, suffering, so to speak. And it's same if you're in a community and like a fundraising community or a charitable community or a um, church community um, or even a, like a club or something. And if you see a need, step up and actually try and do something to make it better. Because there's probably other people that are seeing that, that, that need that needs to be met um, but they're too afraid that they might make the uh, might make a mistake, and it's just like you are allowed to make a mistake. It is completely okay to make a mistake. Even right now in this uh, video, I might make a mistake in what I'm saying. I'll make a mistake now. Blah 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 blah. blah. I'm okay. It's okay to do that. <laughs> Probably look like a total fool, but that's okay. I'm allowed to look like a fool. I am learning. I am growing, and that's all that matters. I'm putting myself out there. If I don't put myself out there, how am I going to grow? How are you supposed to grow if you don't get out of your comfort zone? How are you supposed to make the community better or anything or anyone better if you're not stepping out? If you're not putting yourself out there and being the one saying, and leading and going, you know what, guys? This isn't that bad. It's not that bad at all to learn a mistake. It's not bad at all to grow and experience uh, different things or new things or experience being a leader of leading okay i'm gonna do this because i want other people to follow suit to a degree so that we don't have to suffer so much or suffer anymore so you know if you see someone on the street and they're crying go up to them ask them are they okay you know be with them for a second if they're crying and just being like hey, i'm gonna be here until you are ready to move on and you don't need me anymore like if you, you don't have to say anything, you don't have to explain anything to me. 
just cry. Just cry. Just know that someone's here caring for you. Don't be afraid to to do that for someone. Um, if it, it, The worst that can happen is they can tell you to F off. <laughs> uh, and if they do that, and it's just like, okay, don't take it to heart. Don't have to take it personally. They're obviously not in the right headspace. They allow, they're allowed to be in that headspace. And you can just move on with your day, you know, knowing that you at least tried. Um, even seeing someone drop things on the floor, run over to them, help them pick it up. You know, they might, their hands might be full. Maybe ask them if they need a hand carrying it. Um, I mean, there's a lot of things that you can do, simple things. Uh, even you see someone struggling for, you know, a coffee or, you know, pay for their groceries or something like like, like act of kindness, so to, so, they, so to speak. But taking initiative and going, you know what? I'm going to sacrifice my time, my effort, my energy, my money if it needs be. You don't have to obviously not obligated to sacrifice your money but I can see a need and I'm going to try my best to meet that need actually I remember hearing one audio book or I can't even remember I think it was an audio book or a podcast and they were saying like uh, this new employee got their job and they fulfilled their role but they actually, like, they they were, what's the word when you update, when you go up in levels? Promoted. <laughs> Allowed to make a mistake. They were promoted really quickly. And in, like, two or three years, they were very close to the top and in charge of quite a lot. And when she or he was asked... Or when someone asked someone, you know, how do they get so quickly up there? And that person said, well, they actually did a lot more than what their role actually required them to do. They did their role in their job, saw other needs that was beyond their pay or beyond their role, and they did it. They did it without asking for a pay rise. They did it without asking for acknowledgement. They did it without asking for recognition. They just saw the need and realized, you know what, I can meet that need and I can try and like when I meet this need, I know that it will benefit the company as a whole. So the obviously the directors saw that and were like, hey, they're actually taking initiative to get the job done to make our business, our company, a whole lot more beneficial, you know, benefit more financially, uh, mentally, a much better environment when, when the company's running like exceptionally well. So they then promoted that person and were like, yep, promoted. And again, when they got that promotion to that newer role, they still exceeded that role without asking for a pay rise, without asking for recognition, acknowledgement and all that. And then they got promoted again. And they just did. They just saw an action and did. So I encourage you, when you see a need... Don't whinge about it and go, oh, you know, this should be done here or this should be done. Like, this should be done. It's like, well, no. If you see the need and no one's stepping up, you step up. You take action. If you want to see less suffering and if you don't want to complain so much and if you don't want to be seen as a complainer so much, take action. Do something about it. Don't just let it be there <laughs> in existence. Let, you know, make causing all suffering to everyone. How about you be the, in a sense, the savior, so to speak? Don't ask for an acknowledgement though, because then that savior title just goes out the window. <laughs> um, see the need, 
Meet it. Act on it. Just do it. Be a doer. Don't be a watcher. Don't be a hearer. Just be a doer. If you even this is for, um, even just recently listening to James Smith. You know, if you have to ask something, you want to ask someone out, or you want to ask for the number, just do it. Or as Mel Robbins with the five, four, three, two, one rule. If you feel like you're all in your head and you're like, oh, I can't get out of my head. Like I'm, I've got so much like anxiety. Like, oh my gosh. Uh, what if they judge me? What if they think I'm a, an idiot or a loser? I'm just like, and my, my mind is going, my way I do it is like, are they Jesus? No. Does their opinion really matter of how they think of me? No. <laughs> so I'm just going to do it when I see it's going to benefit someone or it's going to benefit me in a sense. If you're, but if you're so anxious in that headspace, count down to five, four, three, two, one. And when you get to one, no emotion is involved in that action whatsoever. You just know that morally right, it's the best thing to do. And you go and act on it and make the world a much better place. Anyway, I hope you had a great time listening to this episode. <laughs> um, again, feel free to follow me on Xander King um, on Instagram, Facebook, and etc. All those exciting social things um and yeah i will see you in the next episode king up